During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. My name is John, and alongside of me is the beautiful Taffy. <laughs> Taffy. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark in here. I'm changing that. Yeah, it's really dark in here. Hi. Hello. Hello, good mate. How you doing? Oh, you know, potatoes. <laughs> why, why is that your go-to thing every time? <laughs> potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> um. So. We're, we're recording a little bit late. This yeah. Week. I know we say that a lot, but. We just, um, John and I started door dashing this week um, just to make a little bit of extra cash. Before the move. Yeah, before we move. Um, those of you who know us, we um, we did Lyft before our wedding to try to make um, a little extra money for that. But, you know, with COVID and everything right now. Yeah, it's kind of dead. We don't really, yeah, we don't really have a choice. Um, and honestly, I don't think I feel comfortable just yet with random people dry, yeah, riding in I my don't car feel safe with it <laughs> so um this is just a better option and honestly we really liked it and we didn't yeah. have to drive an hour to get to our lo- location <laughs> yeah i had a little bit of a rough patch with it today but i think it's because it's a wednesday and yeah it's a random wednesday yeah. and the time i think the time that you went was not very good either yeah so i think i'm just gonna stick with evening i don't think i'm gonna try yeah. to do it in the afternoons yeah unless i get like peak lunchtime but you guys didn't come here for that well um, it's 10 minutes of nonsense yeah. Um, so, can I do what I wanted to do? Sure, you, you got your nonsense, go ahead. You know what really grinds my gears? <sighs> when I listen to a Disney podcast and all you can talk about is COVID-19 instead of letting me think about nothing for two mindless hours. <laughs> I was listening to a Disney podcast and I'm not going to give out the name because no. usually I like this podcast, but I think this might have been the breaking point for me. Yeah. Um... They were just, all they were doing was like nitpicking and every little thing Disney's going to have to do to make it with the COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, this is something that me and Kathy actually sat down and talked about before we started doing our episodes during this crisis, was that we are only going to bring you what we have to bring you of COVID-19. Well, I mean, we, we did have an episode dedicated to that, though. Yeah. But what you're saying is that you don't want to listen to an episode that says, oh, our top 10 snacks at Disney World. And then between every snack, you're like, oh, COVID this. Oh, COVID that. Yeah. All that basically was was just nonstop COVID. Usually this uh, said podcast usually runs down the Disney news. And I was literally an hour and 15 minutes in and they hadn't even started the news. Like, I know there's not much right now, but like. Come on. Was there like a topic? You don't have to say what the no. topic was, but it, was there a topic? Usually it's just like weekly news recap. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but th- 
there's one guy on there that's very negative all the time. Mm-hmm. And he just, I think, I think today was the day that I'm just like, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Did you unsubscribe from them? I'm going to later this afternoon. Evening. Yeah. I just, me and Kathy have thought, you know, this is what a podcast is for. It's to be able to turn your brain off for a couple hours and listen to us talk. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they wanted to have, you know, like a mindless podcast where they talk about anything and everything, then that's fine. Like, go ahead and talk about COVID, but you're a Disney podcast. Like, you should be getting people's minds off of what's going on in the world and into, like, what the happiness of Disney is, you know? Yeah, they're like, oh, well, Disney's going to have to do this, and Disney's going to have to do that, and Disney. I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about COVID-19, to be honest with you. Like, every time you turn around, that's all you hear about. Yeah. So I think we're to that point where we're just like, eh, we're going to bring you things that we have to bring you. Um in regards to COVID and like what's going on in the parks and um, everything Disney related reopening. But other than that, we're not going to like banter like we did on our one episode. Yeah, that was our goal was to just do one episode where we talked about it a little bit yeah. and then um, voiced our opinions, which I think at this point our opinions may have changed a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything? Um, I was just looking at the, the Purell that you got us. Yeah. And uh, we haven't even used it, and it's been sitting there for like a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't really know how to use this one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't... We didn't... Oh, we had a fun weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we... We hung out with our friends from uh, Ear to Ear Chat. Well... Except for Joe. Two-thirds of our yeah, friends... Yeah, two-thirds of them. From Ear to Ear Chat. <laughs> yeah, we got a, We went over and saw their puppies and uh, just enjoyed them. Yeah. Derek's birthday's coming up. You're not going to mention what happened to me? Nope. Okay. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. Oh, sure it is. Kathy had too many shots and went <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> there, I expected what I... I when, when Derek explained. starts uh, playing that song, I don't know what the actual song's called, but I know there's a part where like he pauses and he's like, Fireball. Not a good it's time. Fireball. Is it really? Yeah, by Pitbull. Oh. <laughs> The that's o- how we started the, the day. On- that's how we started the night. Yeah, That's the only time I hear that song is at their house. Yeah, but we want to thank Derek and Abby for having us over on Saturday. So yeah, it, it, it was fun from uh, what we remember. Well, I remember. I remember everything. John so. didn't drink. <laughs> well, I had three Mike's Hard Lemonades and then I saw how hard you were going. And I'm like, well, that was fun for me. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Um, So you did the research for this one this week. Um, I did. Do you want to tell the fine folks well, what okay. this is about? So I just, I want to apologize first off because we have been talking about this for probably a month now. We've probably been talking about this since the beginning of the podcast, to be honest. Mm, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. We have been talking about this for at least a month, po- possibly like a month and a half, two months at this point. We are going to be doing part two of the remaking, like what we... What we would do oh, to yeah. remake a Disney oh, movie. Yeah. And we tried to watch it on Monday night. Tried being the keyword. The I'm not going to say what the movie is, but the only place that I could find it is on YouTube. And it's like a fourth of the screen. And it, gave, it gave me such a bad uh-huh. headache. And it was so blurry. And it was just like, you, re- you really couldn't hear them. They were muffled. So what I ended up doing was I found the movie on Amazon. It was actually like a three pack and I think all three of those movies are going to be part of it because yes. all three of those movies were absolutely well, we, terrible. We already did the one. The one part yeah. of that series is The Haunted Mansion. We already did that one. Um, but it should be here tomorrow. So next week's episode will be part two of that series. Just yeah. FYI, I'm not going to say what movie it is, 
but I promise next week will be part two because I've been talking about that for I don't know how long. And uh, me and Kathy are going to actually do a little bit of role reversal this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to be doing the news because yeah. she did the research. So I did. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to talk about since we started the podcast. Um, I remember John and I actually wrote down ideas on a notepad when we first started this last year. And this was like one of my top things. And, and can I talk for a second? Or do you yeah. mind? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I watch a lot of videos from a site called Defunctland, mm -hmm. and they were the ones that kind of turned me on to this because I didn't even know it existed until I saw the video about it. Um, and then I kind of showed it to Kathy, and she saw it and thought it was interesting. And uh, I think I had seen it before that, though. Okay, I didn't know, but yeah. I know I showed you that video before. All right, so this is actually going to be like a two-parter. Um, the first half of the episode, I'm going to be talking about the one thing that I've been wanting to talk about is the Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour. Now, this is not part of our abandoned series. No, this is this the is, extinct. Yeah, we're going to start doing an extinct series as well, talk about mm -hmm. um, some of the older rides and whatnot. Yeah, and what we mean by extinct Disney is that it's no longer there. As far as we know. As far as, <laughs> right. But the abandoned episodes is the ones that are simply, there are still things in Disney World pertaining to those rides or attractions yeah. or um, or resorts or whatever. Or as last we knew that it's still there. Yes, yes. So these extinct ones, they're just no longer at all. All right. So like I said, it's going to be the Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour. Okay. I'm just going to start out. Ready? Okay. Um, can I, every once in a while, I know a little bit about this. Do you mind if I like No, you in? can like, okay. just, just like shush me or whatever. I'm not going to shush you, <laughs> but okay. All right. So this was a walkthrough attraction in Fantasyland at Tokyo, Tokyo Disneyland. It opened on July 11th, 1986 and closed on April 5th, 2006. It was replaced by Cinderella's uh, Fairy Tale Hall. The attraction was centered around the Disney villains and was one of the few uses of the Black Cauldron within the Disney theme parks with an encounter from the Horned King. By the way, that thing um, is like uh, I actually seen a walkthrough of this. That thing's creepy. Yeah. Um, the Horn King was the uh, attraction's finale. The attraction took place inside Cinderella's castle, and guests were supposed to take a tour of the castle, which featured the gallery, the ballroom, the dining hall, guest room, and the tower. This all took place with a cast member serving as their tour guide. So that's just kind of like a brief synopsis of what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, um, I just wanted to talk about something, like the differences, I guess. Um, when you go to like Magic Kingdom, when you go to the castle, it's uh, Cinderella's royal table. Yes. Um, they did not have the, I want to say the wherewithal or whatever, to do um, a restaurant at the Tokyo Disneyland one. So this is the attraction they came up with to at least have something that was there at the castle. Okay. Um, let's see here. When you entered the attraction, your tour guide would lead you into the gallery and they would begin talking about Disney's heroes and heroines. There were paintings on the walls such as Pinocchio, Cinderella, Aurora, Snow White, and Taryn. Um, for those of you who don't know, Taryn is the, the male protagonist in The Black Cauldron. He's basically he, like the hero in the movie. Yeah, he's the main character yeah. of that movie. Um, fun fact, I have not seen The Black Cauldron. I have not either. I've heard bad things. Yeah, and I've heard that it could be possibly getting a remake. I don't know about that. I don't know if we might have gone over that at some I point. I think it was a couple months ago we went um, over it before all this stuff happened. I don't know if you put this in here or not, but The Black Cauldron was the first PG movie uh -uh, I didn't for Disney. Um, so when this came out... Um, so all of them before that was G? G, yeah. yeah. And then PG was this one. Um, let's see here. 
All of a sudden, the magic magic mirror appears. He feels insulted by the villains being put down and explains that no hero is complete without a villain. A glowing force of magic then transforms the painting into those depicting the following villains. Cinderella's painting becomes that of Lady Tremaine. Pinocchio's becomes Stromboli. <laughs> I like uh, Stromboli's. <laughs> Aurora's painting becomes Maleficent's, and the Witch and the Horn King's paintings morph from those of Snow White and Taran. Um, the mirror then opens a secret door containing a passage to a dark stairway that led to a concealed underground area of the castle. This was done to see how strong the guests were in challenging the forces of evil. The stairway winded past a prison area filled with howling bats staring at the guests. In the witch's laboratory, a book with a recipe for a poison apple is found and a magic potion is being brewed along with an assortment of experimental tools. The crow from the film stands atop a skull with an incessant cawing, and the shadow of the queen can also be seen amongst the walls. So this is already getting like... Yeah, this is... It's taking like a really dark turn already. (laughs) They have these things, they're called like Japanese... Oh, God... It's like a dark house, I think they call them over there, instead of like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And this is what they based it on. Now Derek's probably going to come back and tell me what it actually is. <laughs> but I think it's called like a dark house or something like that. Um, th- this is what this was all based it on. It was based off yeah. of that. Um, okay. There is a dark passage and dungeon that awaits guests who bypass the laboratory to avoid being noticed by the queen. However, guests are tricked by a random magic mirror that reflects directions inversely next a mummified ghost appears from a dark area but its white reflection does not appear anywhere rather we can hear its footprints i'm sorry footsteps advancing Um, the guests also walk past prison cells with skeletons coats of armor enchanted chests and a swinging axe um so then this um gets into like a scene from chernabog which is the uh, demon from fantasia Um, So this scene comes up next, utilizing footage from Fantasia to show him summoning the spirits at Bald Mountain. Going past Bald Mountain, guests come to a calm area with water flowing. Nothing seems to be happening, but Maleficent's goons appear around every corner in the water and within the walls. This is just like crazy to me that Disney even thought of doing this. Like, I just, I don't see Disney doing this nowadays. Like, Disney's all about like, being happy and everything and this actually seems like it might scare me a little bit like i, I i'm i'm going to give my opinion at the end of it because i don't okay. want to yeah i'm not going to get that get, give that oh, away yet i wanted to i didn't know i didn't see it in here uh this was in the bottom of the castle yes yes okay i just wanted to yeah um the goons eye and threaten the escaping guest before angering maleficent even further maleficent's castle on the forbidden mountains is then seen with maleficent herself sending lightning bolts down towards the guest with the thorns reaching down to their level continuing down the dark passages guests encounter a talking skull and crossbones warning them of the perils ahead entering a cave of hidden jewels the guests make their way through the treasure-filled cavern only to encounter a massive sleeping dragon lightning strikes as the dragon stirs and awakens but an escape opportunity presents itself with a special lift controlled by a goon which takes the guest and guide out of the cavern and up the castle now mind you there is still a guide with you at this point yeah this is like one of the few rides besides like uh, jungle cruise or the great movie ride where you actually have like somebody kind of like leading the way i guess yeah so they basically like they had their um 
like script, mm-hmm. but they were also told to kind of like make it their own. So yeah. kind of like the Jungle Cruise, but like less scripted. I, I that's from what I, you were watching a video, and that's yeah. what I heard him it's, say on. They that. don't they don't encourage people to really go off script at Disney World, but I think with this one, it was a little bit more free reign on yeah. what they could do with it. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Upon leaving the lift, the guests enter a room with some tapestries depicting the legend of the Black Cauldron hanging on the walls. The guide explains, once upon a time, the world was ruled by evil. The horned king, the evil lord, used the Black Cauldron, which was Satan's kiln, to manipulate and control the soldiers of death. Then the courageous and pure-minded hero, Terran, deprived the power of the great kiln using his sword of light, and peace was restored to the world. The magic mirror in its final appearance appears again to interrupt the guide and invite the guests to enter a back room next to the tapestries room and the door closes in. It is the Black Cauldron's room. This is the final challenge. Will good win or evil prosper? The good will face this challenge with courage. The Black Cauldron is waiting to swallow you whole. The magic mirror says as he disappears. How terrifying. Like, could you... I wouldn't... I didn't. I don't. I didn't see. I this. just came for a fun day at Disney. Now I'm going to get services. <laughs> I wonder if it's this ridiculous. I wonder if this had like uh like a, an age limit My on it. My name's Kathy Hill, and I want a refund. Shut up. That's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. John found this stupid video <laughs> on the internet this weekend of this like Karen esque lady trying to go into Red Lobster and on with, Mother's Day. On Mother's there Day, there was like a lot of Red Lobsters that had issues on Mother's Day, and like the employees were like pu- like pushing her out. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "I just want a refund. I want a refund." And they're like, "Okay, ma'am, what is your name?" She's like, "Kathy Hill." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That's my name." <laughs> so now it's like the running joke in our group text that I'm I'm a Kathy Hill. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, but no, I wonder if there was an age limit on this. No, they actually like were encouraging younger <laughs> people to get on this thing. That would be me if we had kids. Come on, honey, let's go. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> they used to have like the old ticket books when this attraction first came out because mm-hmm. Disneyland uh, Tokyo didn't like have the normal stuff at first. Well, yeah, nobody yeah. did. Yeah. Um, th- well, this was like in the 2000s. Oh. Um, it was actually listed as one of the more thrilling attractions. Really? It was like a D attraction, and I think it went all the way up to E. And E was like the most thrilling. All right. Um, A guest is then chosen as the brave representative to carry the sword of light, sometimes a child, against the horn king. (laughs) Another Good God. Another door opens to an eerie hall that houses the cauldron born lying on the floor. The sword of light, which is Terran's sword, is to the right, and the black. You said Karen's. Is to the right, and the black cauldron is at the center atop a pedestal. Slowly, the horn king appears and looks down to see that his enemy is still alive. Okay, so this is this is the you script. Do, do you need me to do the evil laugh? Yeah, go ahead, do the evil laugh. <laughs> That was terrible. That sounded like Count Chocula. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone welcome. In this black cauldron, everything in the world is controlled. Don't be afraid. It will all be over shortly. (laughs) Dear God, it's talking about killing you. This is great. This is terrible. This is awesome. Now I know I didn't make it. (laughs) Too many Karens. 
<laughs> no one can escape from here and you'll be sacrificed to the black cauldron oh satan's kiln awaken and resurrect the soldiers of death rebuild an army without rivals the army of death rise the devil's servants go and capture them and throw Dear them into God. the cauldron don't leave anyone behind the black cauldron wants more bodies i swear to the death <laughs> nobody can destroy me what's that capture those fools and gratify the black cauldron that's horrifying for a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's like different over there than what it is here, but like if we had a child, I'd be like, all right, where, where's the um, leave here room? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. No, I would have taken our children on this. I'm like, come on, honey, let's go. Yeah, and then they have nightmares for two weeks. <laughs> Guess who's staying up with them? You. You got to teach them young. You got to teach them young. <laughs> Listen, my sister is almost. Nuts. My sister's almost 15 you. years old and refuses to go into a haunted house. Do you know I was She's actually excited to go with us if she's able to go to No, she's not. She's terrified. She won't even go into the kitty haunted houses. Do you know that I She literally can I told talk? us the Can I talk? Can I talk? I was going into haunted houses at 11 years old and I loved every second of it. You can tell people when I went to my first haunted house. Okay. So I was 26 years old. <laughs> 26 years old when I met John and he uh he had never been to a haunted house. He was terrified. Nope. But, you know, you kind of like adhere to your significant other's likings. Like Halloween. First start dating. Yeah. Ha yeah, yeah. Really? I'm just kidding. We've like, we've grown to like each other's yeah. likings. Um, mine being Disney, John's being hockey. Now we're like a Disney hockey family. And John is obviously obsessed with Christmas. I liked Christmas, but not as much as him. I was the type of person that would say, you're not allowed to listen to Christmas music until November 1st. Yeah, and no, now we last listen. Year, last year, I think you were listening to it on October 1st. No, we listened to it all year. Right. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, can we listen to Christmas is coming? Right. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, so I love Halloween. I still do love Halloween. It is my favorite holiday by far. But I took John to his first haunted house, okay? And this is one of my favorite haunted houses up by where we live. Can I, can I, can I just use one point here real quick? What? Do you mind? Uh, we went... I think it was Labor Day weekend. It's like the first weekend they're open. It was like the last weekend in September. Or something yeah, it was like, like early yeah. September, like mid September, something mid -September, like that. Mid September, yeah. And like this is the only haunted house that is open at that time. Yeah, this early mm -hmm. in our like neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, I knew I was in trouble <laughs> when we got on the bus. So yeah, there's like a charter. So you yeah. park in a parking lot, and then there's a bus that takes you to the haunted house because there's like no parking. Yeah, there's no parking at the house. Um, <laughs> I knew I was in trouble. When I got on the bus, it was only me and Kathy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. So we uh, we get there, and usually it, it takes a little bit of time. Um, they act, it's, it's a really well – John loves it now. It's a very well set up uh, haunted house. The story behind it is actually that it was a, a house – that people died in and is supposedly actually haunted that they built a haunted house in. So it has all the structures of like a working house. There's like a spiral staircase yeah. and it's a beautiful home. Like I would love to see it in the daylight, but um, so they have like an area where you can watch horror movies. There's like a bonfire area. There's like a the concession stand, a concession everything. stand. Like there's so many aspects of it for you to do while you're waiting. Cause it's typically a long wait. <laughs> it was not that night. Nope, there was nobody there. Literally, it was just me and John. And they gave us a number. I think it was like 22 or something. Yeah. And they're like, as soon as we like, because Kathy had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. She like ran to the bathroom. As soon as she gets in the bathroom, 22. I'm like, oh my 22! God. 22. And I'm just like. I'm like, John, is that us? 
I'm sitting there like, I'm going to die tonight. This is the night. <laughs> Usually they'd like take you in groups of between like six and 10 people. It was two. It was two. It was us. It was just us. I felt so bad for him. But of course he, he doesn't like going first. <laughs> I've gotten better with it since I've But I on. like going first. Yeah. I like going first. So I'm walking in front. He's obviously walking behind me. And uh, <laughs> you go through what is like a maze outside first. And um, I was good at that part. Like I was yeah. good because I knew the lady was going to like chase after us. Yeah. <laughs> but then you hear. That was my impression of a, a chainsaw. That was not very good. <laughs> and John, I kid you not, pushed me out of the way. Because he was right on my tail, okay? <laughs> I have a nightmare and a reoccurring nightmare. <laughs> one day I'm going to walk into a haunted house and they're still going to have the chain on the dang chainsaw. Okay? But they're not allowed to touch you. Okay? I don't care. <laughs> okay. When, I feel, when I feel the chainsaws on the back of my hairs on my legs, I'm going to freak out a little bit. <laughs> so he literally pushes me out of the way. I'm like, and, get out of my way! And just beelines out of there and I just like I bend over and I am laughing hysterically. The guy, the guy that was chasing him is just howling. He was cracking up, and I like I looked at him. I'm like, "Good job, good job." And then I, I was like, Glad "So everyone gets so much fun out of my misery." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Thanks for just leaving me back there." He's like, "I'm sorry." It was then, my first wait, haunted house. But wait, the best thing happened the next morning. So that was like one of the first nights oh. I had stayed here at the house. And my alarms to wake me up sound sounds like a chainsaw. It sounds like a chainsaw. So it was, he was woken up to that. He's like, huh, 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 what is that? I had nightmares <laughs> that night. Thank you, sweetheart. It was the greatest night ever. <laughs> but but anyway. ever since, I've actually been really good with yeah, that. Sorry no. to go off on a he, tangent. He, but he loves haunted houses now. But I anyway. My favorite's um, still um, Horror Nights. Yeah, Horror Universal. Nights. Universal. Um, okay, so then to finish this off, the horn... The Horn Queen King. <laughs> the Horn King proceeds to awaken the cauldron born, threatening to kill the guest and use the cauldron to make them join his army. Just then, the special guest points the sword of light towards the Horn King and, using its power, defeats the villain and his army by blasting them with a powerful bolt of light and the hero's goodness triumphs. That's boring. Leaving the <laughs> <laughs> That's boring. I don't like this. <laughs> Leaving the chamber, the guests walk past a mural of the sword depicting the message, Good Conquers Evil. The tour guide then makes a special presentation of the new hero, giving them a special medal as a reward. An official statement from Tokyo Disneyland. We pay honor to the brave bravery, sincerity, and pure-mindedness of the guest who received power from the Sword of Light. The guest is now proclaimed a knight of fantasy land with a memorial medal as Sir, and then whatever the name what was. What if it was a girl? I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> the great hero of a great land. Good conquers evil. What are your thoughts? I think <laughs> this would never happen at Disney World. <laughs> Unless they have like an event where... It was like villains, like a not like it wouldn't be Mickey's not so scary. No. It would be like a villains themed night, but like, like you would have to be a certain age to go to it because yeah, like it's like scary. Yeah. yeah, um, which would also never happen because Disney doesn't want to make money. Could you imagine if Disney did like an actual horror night, like like Halloween horror nights? They would make so much money. Think of all the Disney adults that want things like that. I think if they just brought the villains out and just like let them kind of. Well, they in the park for like. Let, I, I'm just saying, instead of having, like, how many parties do they have? Well, like thirty of them. Yeah. Of uh, the Halloween parties, mm -hmm. five of those nights, 
Let's make them villain parties. Well, they have the villains after night, and they yeah, think that's scary, but it's, it's not. not. Like, There's no villains. It's not scary. I mean, there are villains. It's just not the villains that we want. Yeah. I want to meet Scar. Um, For the love of God! So, I'm sad that they got rid of it. I mean, I am too. It would have been something cool to see. I just think it's so out of Disney spectrum of things that they actually do that it would have been so cool to see it. I think it would just be interesting to see what... Disney would come up with if they did their own like haunted house. I, I know we've talked about this before. I just want Disney to have an entire new theme park dedicated to the villains. <laughs> it just <laughs> says alcohol everywhere. It's just for adults. What? Just says alcohol everywhere. I liked villains as a kid though. That's the thing. I think. I, I think as I'm getting older, I'm starting to like villains more. <laughs> you say that. I you say that all the time though. Like me, I, I've loved villains forever. Like I've loved Gaston since the first time I saw Beauty and the Beast. No, I just realized Scar is very misunderstood. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I would, I, I, I'm really sad that this is gone because now it's just like a princess fairy, fairy tale hall. Like really? Come on. We have enough of the princesses. <laughs> I know it's terrifying, yeah, but I think it would have been awesome. Disney. Um, yeah. Because, the, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't, e- I don't even know. Why is that stuck in my head? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. All right. So then um, let us know, like on our Facebook, Instagram, wherever, um, if you want to email us or, you know, send us a message, whatever. Just let us know what you think about that. Um, if you would have liked to have seen it or if you think it's just too much for Disney, because I know a lot of people probably like, yeah, no, that's not something Yeah, especially if they have their Disney. kids. Yeah. Um, which is why I think like underground would have been, I mean, it was underground. So why didn't you just keep that? Like almost like an adult. It could be there for all we know. It's not. I mean, I think it's still there. I just don't think it's obviously not functioning. <laughs> could you imagine the poor janitor that has to go down there at night if it's still open? <laughs> and, and he has to What is it? The cranium, some cranium um, at Disney World. I know what you're talking about. Um, I, um, I know that people have broken into that. Yeah. And the guy, the one kid that like is part of it mm-hmm. is still lit up. That's creepy. Like that's the only part of it that's lit up. I don't like it. And that's going to be something I think that's going to be coming in the um, abandoned, abandoned series yeah. because they've just left it abandoned. I don't understand why Disney do this. Why Disney do, do this? this. <laughs> Disney. I don't understand. Please stop. <laughs> Disney, can you can you explain why you do this? Why you do this? <laughs> All right. So then. Sorry, I don't speak good English. <laughs> um. The second half of this is another extinct thing. It's called... Now, this is something that... <laughs> we stumbled upon this out of pure luck. Like, it was just... We were... <laughs> I know, I saw that. Um, we were driving, and we were listening to D-Park Radio. If you're not listening to D-Park Radio, you should be, because we're on there. Yeah, I love D-Park. <laughs> um, I miss them, D-Park. Um, so, we're driving, and we turned on D-Park, and I think it was... 45 minutes oh yeah yeah i forgot about that this is yeah this yeah. is that thing it was like 45 minutes and we're like good god what yeah. what what fireworks show or parade is this that it's going on for 45 minutes we have never heard of it so i looked it up and it's actually um it's a musical that yeah. was a thing in disneyland it's called an amazement um so it was featured daily at 12 45 to 3 15 5 15 and 6 30 um this was the opening line. It said, you're just in time for a singing crustacean, a bell and bell ringer, a girl who's fish and the wish that would bring her. Um, 
Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really do much research on this one. I kind of just brought up like a web page that had that explains everything that was in this. So I'm just gonna read from there. If you want to start reading, you I, can. I'm, I'm trying to find just a little bit more if I can. Okay, I'll just start reading then. Um, it says, take a seat in the Fantasyland Theater for the show that brings animation to life and puts characters from different animated movies onto the same stage and even into the same scenes. Animazement begins with four singing, dancing animators working on large paintings. Of course, animators are artists. You can tell they're artists because they're wearing vests and berets. <laughs> um, the artists complete their paintings of Hercules, Ariel, Quasimodo, and Bell. I'm actually looking at the thing that you like pulled this up on. Yeah. The pictures are actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like those they're really very, cool. very 90s esque. Oh, yeah. Um, the paintings on stage aren't simple flat paintings. They're actually three sided wheeled cabinets, which can be spun around and pushed aside. A character emerges from each cabinet, and other characters appear just as quickly. They sing a line or two from various Disney features. Okay, uh, I just want to throw this one out there. Mm -hmm. uh, this was featured in Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Paris, and Sydney Disney. Sydney Disney? Yeah, Sydney Disneyland. Um,. I didn't even know that was a thing. Maybe it was. It was a resort. It's okay, a Sydney okay. Disney resort. Okay. I was like, that's what? Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I never heard. Is it still open? Mm, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Pocahontas, Hercules, Aladdin, Ariel, and Quasimodo share the stage with four animators. This show includes familiar songs from animated Disney features released between 1989 and 1997. And a brand new original song, It Starts With a Sketch. Written just for this theme park musical. It's reprised several times during the show. Be our guest, be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we'll provide the rest. <laughs> so, uh, you asked me to Google this. Okay. Um, it was a canceled resort. Oh. Um, Disney does that quite a bit if you actually do a little bit of research. That'll be something that we talk about later on. But apparently this... Um, a lot of people were, like, confused as to uh, why it never happened, it looks like. We'll have so, to do more research yeah. on it. It could be a, an episode. Yeah. All right. Um, soon there's a big production of Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. That's immediately followed by a big production of One Jump Ahead from Aladdin. One Jump Ahead of the Red Line. During these production numbers, there's no attempt to merge uh, multiple movies, except that evil minister of justice, Claude Froyo, from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. No Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Interrupts one jump ahead with a snippet of Hellfire, which is one of my oh, favorite songs song. for some strange reason. Um, under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Was that a good Sebastian? No? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're Sorry, my mic's off. Okay. Um, that's followed by a big production of Under the Sea. From The Little Mermaid. Next, from the same movie, Ariel yearns to be in a place where people have legs rather than fins. In Part of Your World. And there's more yearning ahead. That famous trio, Hercules, Quasimodo, and Pocahontas. <laughs> I didn't know they were a famous trio, but okay. <laughs> you may wonder what Hercules, Quasimodo, and Pocahontas have in common and why they're on stage together. Actually, it makes sense. They all sing songs of hope and yearning. Ariel isn't the only Disney star who yearns for something. Pocahontas starts with Just Around the River Bend, yearning for exciting new experiences. Hercules joins in with Go the Distance, yearning to I achieve... I go the distance. 
yearning to achieve fame and glory. Then Quasimodo completes the trio without their yearning for a life among the citizens of Paris. All three of them blend their songs together, heightening and reinforcing the sense of yearning. Can you do me a favor? Can you look up real quick? Because I'm not sure if it has it at the end of this, when this began and when it ended. Or I have, have it? when it ended. Okay. Um, Madams and Montessors. I think that's how you say that. Madams and Messieurs. Messieurs. Oh. I'm not. Fr- I didn't take French. Okay. I didn't know one phrase. Joyeux <laughs> And if you know what that means, yes, you're special. Uh, nobody knows that means. You anyway, do. I do. Joyeux We asked the ugliest face in Paris, and here it is. It's topsy turvy day for the next big production number. A rousing performance of topsy turvy from the Hunchback of. N- I can never say it. Notre Dame. I don't know if it's Notre Dame or Notre Dame. I think, I think it's, it's Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Kloppen sings as stage full of gypsies dance and sing with him. You can't have a big multi-movie Disney stage without the Lion King. Of course. The final big production number before the finale is the circle of life from the Lion King. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the page to the stage presenting your an amazing friends. The show concludes as it started with the animators, the three side cabinets and a reprise of it starts with a sketch just for good measure. They throw in a little bit of Beauty and the Beast. Animazement, the musical, opened in Disney's Fantasyland Theater in June 1998. Okay, here it is. Okay. It was the first new show after the venue was roofed over with a translucent twin-peaked roof. The full name of the show was Disneyland Presents Animazement, the musical. I'm not sure the powers at Disneyland felt a need to include the musical as part of the name. It's like High School Musical, the musical series. (laughs) This is not coming from me. This is like somebody yeah. wrote this. Do they think someday there would be an Animazement, the book, the, um, the book <laughs> on Animazement, the movie, and Animazement, the ride? It could have been worse. The show was almost called Disney Stars Live, where animation steps on stage. That might have been kind of cool to name it. That sounds like fancy. It sounds a little bit better yeah. <laughs> than the musical. The series. <laughs> the series. <laughs> although <laughs> although Animazement had fans who loved the show, others missed the heart and real storylines of the the two prior musicals on the same stage, Beauty and the Beast and The Spirit of Pocahontas. Because of the inherent strength and the songs of the songs and the talented performers who presented them, Animazement was not without emotional appeal, despite the lack of a story. The sets were spectacular for the theme park show. The content of Animazement came from Seven Disney features from a relatively brief period of Disney animation history. Basically, like the... The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback, um, and Hercules, with the exception of the Lion King. Basically, this is from like the... Early early to mid-90s. This is like from the boom of Disney. Yeah. Alan Menken was the composer for all of them. Alan Menken also composed It Starts With a Sketch. I feel like he's done a lot more. That name sounds familiar to me. Are you kidding me right now? Alan Menken? Really? That just sounds familiar to you? Go ahead and look him up right now. Okay. Why are we being so mean to John? Because today? if you don't know who Alan Menken is, I don't even know why we have a podcast together. <laughs> like you've never had a brain fart before. Um, anyway. God. Love you. At one point of the show, one of the animators even says, it's a daunting task bringing all these stories together. In fact, it's an amazement. <laughs> Perhaps the task was too daunting. The scene with Hercules, Quasimodo, and Pocahontas expressing hopes oh. for their futures delivered on the promise and was probably the most original and best scene in the show. I'm stupid. 
you had you had, had, a, had, you a, had a bad fart. moment. I had a brain. You're not stupid. Most of the show was a series of production numbers, each from a different movie. And in several cases, we had seen similar production numbers in earlier Disneyland shows: Beauty and the Beast, The Spirit of Pocahontas, and The Hunchback of No. N- the Hunchback, the Festival of, of Notre Dame. The production numbers in Animazement were done well, but they didn't add up to a cohesive show. Animazement closed in October 2001, so it lasted not even 10 years. It was probably Yeah, I was like going to say I have the date of on October 28th, 2001. So it was like three years? I think it said 1998 that it opened. Yeah. Um, after a long... Oh, it says after a long run. Okay, whatever. The next shows at the Fantasyland Theater were Minnie's Christmas Party, Ooh. Holiday Season 2001, and Mickey's Detective School, a musical tune done it, opened April 2002. Um, it says uh, the, the ending moments they finished off with, we dedicate this to the cast and crew of Animazement with gratitude for the gifts of magic, music, and memories they gave all who came and enjoyed the Animazement talents. That's how they did the last show. I know it was a long one. But I kind of. Oh my God, it was like, okay. Me and Kathy drove an hour on Saturday. This was a couple weeks ago that we did this. I thought it was. No, it was a couple weeks. It it was was Saturday. It was was a few weeks ago. Whatever. I've had this pulled up. I've had this tab pulled up for a couple weeks now. Okay, whatever. It was either Saturday or last Saturday. Um, And there it went. We were driving for an hour. (laughs) Um, It was at least 30 minutes. Like, it was insane. At, at least. I, I think it was for the majority of our ride. Yeah. It, I think it was like 45. But I, I'm going to say 30 to 45. I'm not going to. It was insane. It was so long. I would have loved to have seen it, though, honestly. I mean, I like I like things at Disney, like the Beauty and the Beast shows, cool and whatever. But typically, I mean, it's just a shortened version of Beauty and the Beast. So I don't feel the need to sit there and watch it. I just don't. Unless there's really like really long wait times, then yeah, I'm gonna go sit and watch it. But like this is is an original thing. It's compromised of like all of these parts to different movies. So I think it would have been a really cool thing to see. Yeah, I think it would have been something uh, interesting. I know it was really long, but I would have I liked mean, to have I seen it. I enjoy shows, but I don't. I don't think I like sitting longer than like twenty thirty minutes. Yeah, because you feel like you're missing out on your day if you like. If you're not living in Orlando and you're like a pass holder and you can go back, mm-hmm. like you feel like you're wasting time right. when you're sitting in a show. Right. Yeah, but that's that's all I have for you today. Okay, do I get to do the news now? Yeah, John gets to do the news. Okie dokie. And we finally have some good news. Uh, last week we spoke about um, Disney Springs reopening because mm-hmm. we talked about Universal City Walk reopening. Yeah, it was so funny because I kid you not, we talked. If you re-listened to last week's episode, we had said that Universal City Walk had t- had talked about reopening, and I said I guarantee you, in the next day or two, we're going to hear from Disney that they're reopening Disney Springs, and within twelve hours, it was the headline. Which was just crazy to me, you know? Yeah, I'm just grabbing the... um, Because we did talk about Universal City Walk. Um, Universal City Walk announced on Tuesday that it will reopen uh, City Walk later this week. Select City Walk venues are open for guests starting Thursday from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Universal said all guests should follow CDC guidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-parking is complimentary and valet parking is not available. Um, We didn't really do much 
research on the whole universal thing, but I'm pretty sure it's... I've got all of it right here if you want me so to just go through it. it's not everything, though, no, right? No, no, no. Because... I can read off what's open go and ahead. what's not. I mean, we're obviously a Disney podcast, but we talk about Universal. Yeah. So. Uh, some venues will remain temporarily closed, including Blue Man Group, All Night Clubs, and Universal Cinemark. Um, Cinemark, sorry. For now, only a few places will be reopening, including Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory. Bubba uh, Gump. Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Yes, Queen. First place I'm going. I wasn't impressed. Um, no, I'm talking about the margaritas. Okay. <laughs> voodoo donuts, which I was impressed. Oh, we're going to get them voodoo donuts. And Hollywood dr- Drive in Golf. Did you, what? What is that? Did we? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but those will be the ones, uh, according to this statement, that will be open uh, as of this week. So let's head over to Disney Springs. Boop, boop. Um, Disney Springs. Uh, <clears throat> will be opening as of May 20th. Um, there are even more considerations and guidelines that we need to take into account for phase one for how we pay to do how we enter the shopping complex. Basically, what is going to happen with um, the opening of it is they are going to be taking temperatures. Yes. Um, I just want to make sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is going to be I'm just trying to get the article back up because I had it and now it's gone. Okay. There will be face masks, plexiglass dividers, and temperature checks confirmed for Disney Springs reopening on the on May 12th. Just trying to make sure I'm getting everything here. May 12th or May 20th? May 20th, sorry. It's okay. Additional precautions will be put in place for the May 20th opening, such as the requirement of face masks for both guests and employees. Disney's will will provide cast members with three washable masks. Guests will have their temperature take checked upon entry so basically what's going to end up happening i think is the security guards are going to have the little like temperatures that you can here's my concern okay i understand i i i I get the the, you know the whole um masks wearing thing and i understand you know when disney reopens um it's going to have to be the same thing but i guess for disney springs which it's it's along the same lines as disney world whenever you're walking around just outside why does it matter to have the masks on, I guess? Because I, I know it's supposed to protect other people no, from no, what no. you have. I, I, I understand that. That's not what I'm saying, okay. though. You're typically six feet away from people whenever you're walking around there. Unless it gets busy. I mean, that one time we went with my parents, we were maybe was, like oh, a half inch away from each other. Right. I get that. But I guess I would see it more so being like if you are inside of like a clothing store or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That just I guess that doesn't make sense to me in my head. Um, just reading on here, it says, Throughout the complex, plexiglass dividers have been installed at registers. Guests will swipe their own payment cards, and they will no longer be handled by employees. Custodians will be retrained to focus on high-cleaning traffic areas, high-touch areas. Um, Disney has developed new global training guidelines for park employees amid the pandemic. The company uh, will also hold safely monthly safety meetings, which uh, their union will be involved with. Uh, so I guess the next part of this is we need to talk about is Disney owned. Right. What's reopening. Yeah. Um, so now if you're asking, well, what's Disney owned, uh, this would be like world of Disney Mm -hmm. and the actual restaurants that Disney owns inside of, um, Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. Um, as we track the restaurants that will be available and order Disney park face masks to prep for the Disney phrase, uh, reopening on May 27th is when these ones are going to be opening. Now, this this date has been 
already changed once, so it may be changing. It could. We're hearing multiple dates, so I've seen May 24th or May 27th. So I this would is all like kind of. If, honestly, if I'm being honest, I, I, I think it would probably be May 24th or May 27th because if you look at the dates, That's May 25th like, is Memorial Day. So I don't think they're going to open it the day before yeah, Memorial it Day. Saying, it was saying like the weekend of Memorial Day. Yeah. So I don't so know. So I would think Wednesday the 27th is probably when it's going to reopen. Um, let me just see if there's anything else I need to read here. Um, it says on May 20th, actually, like I said, this date has changed to May 27th. Only subtracted third-party restaurants will in retail. Okay. No, that's May so 20th. That's, okay. Yep. This is May 20th. The next phase will start, uh, now it'll start seven days later with Disney retail shops, such as the World of Disney and various Disney eateries reopening. For that, an additional 59 custodians will report back to work uh, on that day. So that's coming from the Hollywood Reporter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to go into what is opening? On May 20th? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. You have and the list. I don't. Yeah. Give me one second here. Let me use this one. Um, so I know some of the restaurants, uh, uh, Front, Front Terra Cochina uh, will be reopening on May 20th. Pizza Point, Mortimoda Asia, and Viva El Gelato. Which we still have to try. <laughs> uh, we'll be opening on May 22nd. I'm pretty sure um, the Polite Pig will be reopening on May 20th as well. That was one of the ones. Uh, Sunside, Sunshine Churros Kiosk will also be opening on May 20th. Uh, Joffrey's Locations, Joffrey's and Coffee and Tea will be opening. The Four Rivers Cantina uh, Barbecue Truck. Barbacoa Truck? Barbacoa, yeah. Uh, we'll be also opening. Uh, Aaron McKenna's Bakery NYC will be opening. Mm. And uh, Yeesake Kiosk will also be opening on May 20th. Yeesake. Yeah. Yeesake! <laughs> um, I think there's only one more thing of news I have here. Okay. Uh, this is coming from a site called Mondo. Now, I don't really know much about this site. Like, I know they make tiki mugs and stuff like that, which is really cool. They released this week a Sorcerer Mickey... Tiki mug. It looks awesome. Now, <laughs> the only bad part is the price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a collector, though, I guess that price isn't, like, too steep because I mean, it's very limited. It's $80. Yeah. I mean, um, but the cool thing about this site is everything is hand-painted. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're ordering something from, like, China or something. Right. This is going to be made with love. So um, if you want to check it out, uh, you can go to their site. It's M-O-N-D-O. Um and just click Tiki Mugs and then go to the Disney part of it and uh, you can check out the mug for yourself. I think I might let Kathy take a screenshot and then we'll post it with this week's Yeah, show. I'll post it with yeah. this week. Um, no, that, that Sorcerer Mickey thing is really cool. I wish it, if it was half the price, we'd be ordering them. <laughs> they are, so I'm hoping maybe they'll have a sale for like maybe Christmas time or something or maybe bring them back If out. they're still in, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to hand out the tags real quick. We yeah, we need to start doing that like a couple more times <laughs> um we're on facebook started with a mouse podcast um we are also we also have a page on facebook uh jk adventures and then we have an instagram yeah um, i wanted to apologize for the youtube page if you're following us yeah um me and kathy have kind of been in a bit of a, a, Funk. a rut yeah um so we're really working on trying to come up with something good for you guys for this it's very hard it is very difficult to come up with disney content whenever we're not at disney yet and when we we can't even like 
one of the things that we were going to do that I had an idea that I don't even think I told you that we were going to go to the Disney store and just walk around the Disney store and have fun there. We can't even do like that because well, it's not open. Hopefully soon enough, once we move down there, it'll be a lot easier. Oh, once we move up. down there, we'll probably be uploading a, cu- a couple of times a yeah, week. Yeah, I do, do want to give everybody just a notice here. We're kind of on like a week to week basis Yeah, with my job. Um, so Kathy can go at any point. Yeah. I cannot. I have to wait until I get told that there's an opening in Orlando. Once that opening comes up, me and Kathy are going to... We're still planning for June 21st or 22nd to move, but if there's not an opening or if there, if there's not a way for them to make room for John, then we're going to have to push it back. Yeah. We're hoping that it's only going to be a week or two, though, if we have to push if it back. If we have to, yeah. Um, but uh, Instagram, Sorry. started with a mouse underscore podcast. I will be making a JK Adventures Instagram soon. It's probably not going to be until we move, though, because I don't think there's really any yeah, reason to it. Yeah, I think we kind of might have jumped the gun a little bit on the YouTube page, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, we didn't really think that there was yeah. going to be a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Gmail. Sorry, I'm like flustered. <laughs> Gmail started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com. JK Adventures 3045 at gmail.com. Um, we are on TikTok at Swamp Podcast. Yeah, we need to work on TikTok. We're going to be working on TikTok this weekend. I promise. We have nothing planned this weekend. We are going... Except for door dashing. <laughs> except for door dashing. We are going to be making content this weekend. Um, and then... Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's it too. Um, and then don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's the episode, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just look forward to next week's episode of... And up... What we think the movie should be. <laughs> I mean, we might enjoy it, so I don't know. We, I've never seen it before, so. I think I've seen it, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> okay. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And we hope to bring a little bit of Disney magic into your everyday lives. And so our journey comes to an end. But yours continues on. Grab hold of your dreams and make them come true. For you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go, let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after. The battles, the stories, the losses and all the glory We're changed by the way we live every day Just look up and reach to the sky We all have the courage to fly You can fly